You're listening to 30 Minute Expert. I'm Katie. And I'm Zach. Every episode, I challenge Zach to become an expert on a totally random topic. And if that's not hard enough, I only have 30 minutes to do it. We want to prove that no matter who you are, or how much education you have, with a little help from the internet, anyone can become an expert on any topic in the world. Here we are. Another Monday. Gosh, these things don't stop, do they? Mondays, you know, when we started this podcast, we were like, Mondays, that's the least frequent day of the week, right? And it turns out wrong. we were wrong. Least frequent? I'm making a joke, obviously. Oh, every shoot. day comes with the same frequency. Wait, take that back. <laughs> okay, let's try again. Okay. We were like, Monday, that's the least frequent day of the week, right? Yeah, those are rare. Yeah, boy, were we wrong. They come every week. Yeah, I just checked my calendar, and there are as many Mondays as there are anything, which it's is unfortunate. unbelievable. The calendar is just chock full of Mondays. But anyway, here we are. It's Monday. We love it. We're grateful to be here another day and speaking to all you lovely people. Okay. Enough of that. Uh, <laughs> enough of that. Um, so, this is another episode where you are going to be doing the studying. Yeah. Have you been enjoying it? I've been enjoying it. And also, I've been wanting to make this disclaimer for a couple weeks now. Um, what some of you listeners may not know is when we started this podcast, it was this fun idea really based off of, of Zach's innate curiosity he's a curious dude he's always looking stuff up always wondering how things are made how they work all that kind of stuff um and so we thought let's take advantage of that how fun um and then on top of it was the fact that i have been in school for the past uh, two years two plus years two plus years and um so i'm always studying and learning stuff and whatever and so we thought this is so fun since we started this podcast, there's been a development in our lives, which is Zachary has actually started school as well. We have, you know, pandemic times, all kinds of fun stuff happening. Um, turns out that you can go to college online now. You could do that before, but they've, you, had that. they've had that before, actually. But, you know, just the circumstances made it such that it made sense. And so Zach's in school now, too. So um, so we're both working hard outside of the podcast, learning things. And I think it's only fair that I do some of the heavy lifting as well uh, for a 30-minute expert. And mm. I because we're both learning outside the show now, so we're both going to learn inside the show. So get used to my beautiful voice. Yes, get used to it. And if you're curious, <laughs> I am going to school for my MRS degree, just trying to meet a nice guy. So. Um, Is but, it, are you finding success online? No, it's tough. It's tough. It's, it's tough. tough. Yeah. Uh, so, today. Yes. You, you look ready to learn. I, when I saw you this morning, I was like, dang, she looks eager um, for to learn. So I thought, okay, my brain. let's is give her a topic. Okay. And I think I came up with a good one. I hope this is fun for you. Okay. The topic yes. is chewing gum. Oh, I love it. Yeah? Yes. Okay. I love these topics. Yeah, I think this will be a fun one. Yeah. Because who the heck knows when chewing gum was invented and how and... Yeah, what its uh, predecessors were. So, I'm uh, I'm I'm very curious about the history <laughs> of chewing gum. There you go. Yeah, I've never thought too much about chewing gum. Um, so this will be cool. I feel like a total blank slate here. You don't like gum, though. That's I didn't I think about that until just now. I don't. It's not even that I don't like it. It's just that I don't chew it often at all. 
Okay, but every time I have gum and I offer you a piece, you say no. Literally, probably <laughs> 95% of the time I, I get... offer it to Wait, and I don't have gum all the time. It's not like I'm offering her gum every other day. Like, yeah. on you know, what every couple of weeks, I'll just randomly have bought a pack of gum and I'll offer you a piece when we're in the car and you say no every single time. I think I get really bored of gum or tired of it or something super fast. Like, I get a good, I get like... 10 15 chomps down and then i'm like i need this out i can't do it yeah i know it's that doesn't last you long at all yeah so honestly i'm like kind of anticipating that feeling of like oh no get this out of here and so i don't even want to start which is only fair because i'm you kind of waste the gum on me if i'm only going to do those 15 chomps right yeah yeah, yeah, that's yeah. But that doesn't mean I don't have a deep appreciation for it, and I'm not thrilled to learn about its history. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. Because we can't let the audience down. No, I won't. I won't. I'll do a great job, I promise. Okay. All right, well, uh, I guess just go learn about gum. I'll get jumping. <laughs> Do you have a favorite gum? A favorite gum? Uh huh. You mean based off my research or in general? I mean, just flavor-wise, personal preference. Um, but if you've come up with a new favorite based on research, <laughs> no. I guess I'd like to hear about that. Um, I I used to chew gum more than I do now, and I remember really liking the Trident, the blue, just the deep blue. I almost want to say it's called Original. I like oh, that Oh, yeah, I think it is. And it's like a weird off-white color. Yeah. Like, it doesn't look like they're trying to make it look... No, yeah, it's not any ...particularly color. appealing. It's just it's like, not. that must be the color it naturally is. Yeah. yeah, I know the one you're talking about. That one's good. I generally like spearmint. Huh. Things that are spearmint flavored. But again, only for those 10, 15 chomps. Anyway, so uh, let's talk about gum as we're doing. Uh I had no idea when I, I sat down at typing in chewing gum and I thought, I don't know what I thought, but I didn't think that I was immediately going to get thrown into the Aztecs and Maya. Oh, wow. Yeah, right? Isn't that surprising? Yeah. I It, it was immediate. I was there right away. That's so, crazy. Yeah, mm-hmm. I guess I, I never, even in bringing this topic up, never really pondered what the origins of it are, but I do kind of recall reading at some point that people used to chew like like people have chewed stuff for a while yeah. i think we can agree I'll, on that. I'll start with that because so so if you do look up chewing gum i think you you do get right to the aztecs and maya right quick and the, as you should um but it is true i mean I feel like we have mentioned Pliny the Elder on this podcast like several times, which is hilarious. Because yeah, I think we why? have. But um, apparently that dude, Pliny the Elder, wrote about um, the ancient Greeks used to chew some kind of substance. I don't even really know what it was made of, but they had some kind of gum. Hmm. Um, thousands of years ago, people in Scandinavia used to chew this birch bark tar that was like a gum. Um, North American, Native Americans chewed spruce tree resin. So that was like a kind oh, of gum. Oh, I think I've heard of that. I think yeah. that's what I was thinking of is, um, yeah, like yeah. tree sap kind so of. So like everybody, almost it seems like everybody all over the world. We've been chewing. Yes, they've been chewing. They've been going up to trees, 
grabbing some stuff out of them and being like, I'll chew this and then doing it, um, which is kind of hilarious. But, you know, they, they were right. So I guess it worked out. And then they finally found tobacco and they were like, jackpot. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah. So all of these different cultures have had uh, gum-like things that they've enjoyed for for really thousands of years. It's it's pretty amazing. Um, but the gum that we know and love really has its roots in uh south america or south and central america um with this with the stuff that the aztecs and maya were up to so it comes from uh the saspadia tree tree called the saspadia tree okay that um has a resin they keep calling it a resin but i think of it as it probably seems like a sap of some kind. I think those are kind of the same thing. Interchangeable. I think so. Okay. So Or maybe resin is like a more concentrated sap. I, yeah, I don't know. Basically, if you have this saspadia tree and you cut it, um this resin and or sap will come out and it's like what I read said it's the equi- nature's equivalent of a band-aid. Um, so it forms a protective layer over the bark and like protects the tree. That's the point of this thing. Isn't that kind of the point of all sap? I have no idea. I know maybe... that happens with like pine trees. I'm having a flashback of being. I mean, it makes little sense, when you right? like. Yeah, it if you like gouge a pine stuff. tree, it it like pretty quickly starts to ooze yeah. sap from that spot. And uh, yeah, I think that might be like the mechanism of all trees that have that makes sap. sense. And yeah, so... it does. It's that's a great little shield yeah so this one is is very similar to rubber they're both i guess latex based um so uh so these people the aztecs and maya would they figured out that if they cut this the tree strategically in a certain way they could collect this resin and create they would boil it and create a chewable substance out of it and this chewable substance um quenched their thirst Staved off their hunger, and it was a breath freshener. So, So what year are we talking? So, if this is like what they've been up to, they ranged from 2600 BC to 800 CE. So, like, that's a huge range. Yeah. But nothing that I saw narrowed it to any time within there. So, so again, but it's like I said with Pliny the Elder, he was back in those times too. Like this, this has been going on for a really, really long time. Um, so they started it, but then obviously it seems like, um, people post them, uh, continued this tradition Mm -hmm. in the areas where they were. So, um, also it was really interesting. So they, so they have this chewing gum that they seem to enjoy to a certain extent, but they had all these like social rules around it that, um, it was it was socially unacceptable for men to chew gum in public. Oh, weird. And if you were an unmarried woman, that was okay. You could chew gum in public. I can see that. If you're a married woman, you can chew gum at home, but not in public. Because then you're a harlot. <laughs> That's so weird. I mean, I, I, I guess we have kind of stigmas we around have weird stuff today, too. too of so. course, but... It's just yeah, funny. It, it, yeah, it's funny to hear stuff like that that has no application in today's society. Right, yeah. And yeah, men who chewed gum in open society were considered effeminate, and they didn't like that. <laughs> Isn't that so weird? Yeah, that's really weird. That's, um, I, yeah, I don't know. Like I said, 
I can kind of in my head draw similarities to societal oh, things today. Oh, we have a ton of weird. Yeah. I mean, everything, literally, almost everything you can think of is hilarious. Like, men can't wear a dress. Like, it. Like, if you really yeah, think of I that guess out yeah, of context, it can be as simple as that. That's utterly ridiculous. Yeah, but you're right. But um, but it's just funny that gum that they attached all these meanings to gum. You know, mm-hmm. they created it, and then they were like you know only these certain people can have it at certain times i just thought that was very funny so so that's where gum started and so it's been around for a really really long time so now this is where it's interesting like the timeline kind of split and so we jump all the way up to the mid 1800s um that's quite a leap it was a huge leap sorry (laughs) i should have told you to buckle your seatbelt um so So, apparently there were some early gums made in the United States. Um, Again, like I said, Native American, Native North Americans did have similar, it sounds very similar. Yeah, things Mm -hmm. that they would chew. And um, apparently a man named John B. Curtis made, quote, the state of Maine pure spruce gum, unquote. (laughs) That was the name of his product in 1848. Wait, what's Um, his name? John B. Curtis. Okay. Uh, well, for a second, I, I when you said Maine, when you uh, you know, a funny title, blah, 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 mm-hmm. I immediately thought of Tom's of Maine. And then oh. I was like, oh, wait, was his name Tom? It so wasn't I had to Tom. hear it again. No, it wasn't Tom. Probably um, his brother, though, I would imagine. Yeah, it might have been his brother. It must have been. I think it was. Uh, and then also, so that's 1848, 1850, some kind of gum from made from paraffin wax came onto the market oh, which sounds kind of gross and weird to me uh also at it that doesn't time seem like it'd be much of a gum it doesn't yeah, really it pro- bounce well, back you know they're just working with what they okay. have uh also they would people would get a plate of powdered sugar when they chewed gum me too and <laughs> they would routinely like they chew the gum and then when it started losing its flavor aka tasting like paraffin wax they would take it out and dip it in the sugar again and then like chew on it until it Ugh. lost its flavor and dip it in the sugar again that's disgusting i know, I know isn't that gross yeah yeah, I thought that was pretty gross. But also, I see where they're coming Me from. Me too. It sounds you disgusting to even chew that. I Bridge. think I just wouldn't chew it, though. If it required constant dipping in powdered sugar to taste it all good, it's I like, mean, I'll just eat the sugar. I, I agree. It must have been a novelty. I don't know. I don't know what Maybe it it's was. like those little, uh, remember those uh, candies from when we were uh kids that's the word uh-huh. uh where you kind of rip that little bag open and there's that sugar stick and you dip it in oh. the other sugar yes i don't know fun dip the... fun dip that's what it was fun called dip. did he still make right. that i haven't seen that in forever probably not i mean i guess they probably do but who's eating it that thing was ridiculous yeah i kind of it was a it, stick yeah. made of sh- compressed sugar yeah. that you would then lick so it was wet and a little sticky and dip into more colored sugar and then just eat it and flavored oh man <laughs> um we can't make fun of these people <laughs> listen to what we did yeah, this is true. um and then the first flavored chewing gum was in the 1860s a pharmacist in louisville named john colgan made that so we had some things going on why apparently. did it take that long to flavor it because like, they were just dipping it in sugar. They were so busy, they didn't think about flavoring It's so weird, it. right? Know. It's like you you guys had stuff. Yeah. You knew what a lemon was. Didn't you ever think about like squeezing a lemon into it and trying to... 
I don't know. That's so weird. It's like, you yeah. wouldn't think to flavor it with anything? I don't know. But, so, so all these were happening, and this is why I said it kind of splits off in a weird way, because that was happening, but also the, if you look up where did modern chewing gum start, who started it, it all is this story that I'm about to tell you, which is in 1869 it starts. So post all that and other And the guy's stuff. name's Colgate? No. Oh. That was a different guy. Oh, okay. Colgan. Oh. He was the one who made the flavored gum. Smart man. So modern chewing gum is all tied back to Oh, I never said this. That the thing that um that the South American people chewed mm-hmm. is called chicle. Oh, okay. So I see the connection. Yeah, so they call it chicle. So all of the modern gum that we know today is tied back to chicle. And this is why. So in 1869 this inventor, his name is Thomas Adams Sr. Um, so this is, again, a little, a little fuzzy. One source I read said he somehow got a supply of chicle through a connection to the exiled Mexican president, General Antonio Lopez de Santa Ana. Somehow got it. Then another so- source I read said that this exiled Mexican president he knew about chicle. He was familiar with it, and he wanted to capitalize on it. He he said this is a this could be a good product, uh-huh. and so he kind of hooked this guy up. Um, so somehow they got together. I don't know exactly. And where's how. this guy from? The inventor. Yeah, I don't know where he's from. He's American, okay. but I don't know where in America he's from. Uh, and then this exiled president is Mexican. Wonder what he did. Yeah, I don't really know. I should have. That could be a whole nother episode. <laughs> um, so, so the gen, the Mexican president, he thought his idea was that this chicle could be a good rubber substitute. That somehow they could vulcanize it and make. I mean, I don't really understand why because rubber was already like doing well i I think (laughs) you know but i don't know maybe he thought it was cheaper some reason he thought this would be a good idea let's make rubber out of this um so the inventor guy said okay i will try and he's tried to do that and he's like this isn't working and then somehow he he was like my wheels keep blowing bubbles yeah (laughs) he said i guess he knew where it came from and he said i'm just gonna do that and so he just started boiling it and then rolling it in sugar and cutting it into little pieces of chewing gum. Uh, so so that was the connection. He got it from the exiled Mexican president and basically started doing exactly what everyone had been doing with it for all these thousands of years, except he also rolled it in sugar. So, Genius. So did he then, like, is he the one who started marketing it? Yeah, I mean, he first started selling it at local drugstores, and then he started manufacturing it, and he was the first, I mean, as far as I could see, he was the first big... I feel like drugstores were the only stores yeah. 150 years ago. True, that's why they sold it's them It's like, there. you need a baseball bat, you go to the drugstore. <laughs> you need a gun, you go to the drugstore. You need yeah. gum, go to the drugstore. I mean, you can still get gum at a drugstore today. True, But drugstore, they just, they had it all. They didn't have any other stores. Everything was just a drugstore. Yeah, I guess they didn't have like 
couldn't go buy a TV. No, you couldn't. But these if you stores. could, I bet you'd get it at the drugstore. Very true. So I read this and I wrote it down and then I thought about it and thought this is not true, but I'm going to say it anyway. Mm-hmm. By the late 1880s, it said his gum was sold widely and he produced five tons of gum per day. Dang. Which maybe is true, but that seems so outlandish. And he was making it from that Central American tree? Mm-hmm. Chico. Yeah, that's a ton. Yeah, that's so... That's five tons. Perhaps that's not correct, It's but... a ton every fifth of a day. Yeah, it's crazy. So, but anyway, the point is... They were I mean, I don't doubt it. It's, it's definitely possible, but it just seems like, wow, that's a huge operation to be shipping five yeah. tons worth of stuff from Central America to this guy's factory yeah. a day. I agree. Maybe he had multiple factories, but still. 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 So, at that time, we're looking Wait, at... Wait, what was this gum called? I don't know. I didn't even see... It didn't need a name. It was the only gum out there, so they just <laughs> called it gum. Besides John Chapman's chewing gum with right. Maine. Yeah. <laughs> John, John, John <laughs> Colgan? Yeah, John Colgan. Um... So now we're at the late 1880s, early 1890s. Um, So at that time, a young soap salesman named William Wrigley came up with a marketing gimmick. Oh, dang. I heard of him. Right? I know. You can tell it's about to take off now. You know where you can buy his soap? Where? Drugstore. Yeah, true. That's where they met, in the drugstore. Um, So he's out there just trying to sell soap, as you do. And he decided, oh, this will be a great way to sell more soap. I'm going to give free gum to any vendors who, who purchase a really big order. You purchase, a, you know, 100 bars of soap at once, you get free gum. <laughs> That's what he did. Um, and then... Uh, what a funny incentive. It's like you get this thing that you have never heard of or never yeah, had or uh, have no need for in your life. I don't know. It was a weird time. There were no TVs, remember? So the the article I was reading from Smithsonian Magazine, actually, which was like really well written, really interesting. Um, it made it sound like a really fun story. I, I hope, hope you fact checked it. it. There are a bunch of freaking fraudsters over there. <laughs> uh, so the article said when so he's he's given out this free gum with his soap going for it. That's what he's doing. It's working well. And it said when he realized that the gum was more popular than the soap itself, he switched careers so love it. That's how he got started with his gum. That's very he didn't cool. even come up with it himself, but you know, that's the story. A lot of times, I uh, think. that's so. You know what's so funny? I was just thinking. Uh, I was like, I thought, it, I thought the, I thought Wrigley were a pair of brothers, and then I realized I'm thinking of the circus. Ringling. R- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Different. So by 1893, Wrigley. Um, he start he like started the Zeno Gum Corporation, Z E N O. Um cool name. Yeah, it is a cool name, but I've never heard of it. We just call it Wrigley. But um they started making and the thing said they made two main brands still available today. I think these are flavors, but um they started making juicy fruit and spearmint. Uh, I think Juicy they are their, brand, their, right? they are their own brands yeah. kind of. And I mean, I it's like you can see a commercial Wrigley. for yeah. Juicy Fruit. You can see a commercial for 
big red. Um, yeah, I mean, you true. don't rarely see them, but there definitely used to be Juicy Fruit commercials. So I guess it's the same company, but they are different brands underneath the company. Mm. Yeah, it, it is kind of weird. I agree. Yeah. But, but if they... you think about it, it's like different colors, different packaging. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Isn't that crazy, though? 1893. Yeah. Juicy Fruit. Yeah, that is crazy. Yeah. So um, Wrigley, the reason why we know his name and we don't know that other guy's name, which I've aptly forgotten. I've, yeah, I forgot already, too. Um, is he was a marketing genius. He So he's making gum, right? Mm-hmm. But he was like, I don't care that it's just gum. I'm going to advertise the heck out of this thing. He, he had a marketing campaign that involves a mile-long sign composed of 117 billboards stretching between Atlantic City and Trenton, New Jersey. Jeez. For, for the gum. Um, a, a, Wait, how many billboards? 117. Over one a mile. mile. Yeah. That seems like way too many billboards. They were just... It's a billboard like every... the billboard was. Five feet. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's I mean, not huge. literally, it's but crazy. It's, yeah, that is that's wild. Um, he had a huge collection of signs in Times Square advertising the gum, and he had just it sounds like kind of constant campaigns of free samples for millions of stores and salesmen. Um, so he still was riding the free sample train, which worked for him. So very smart. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh. I saw varying figures, so I don't know. I'm not going to, like, state this as 100% fact, but but you'll get the idea. By the 1920s, the average American chewed 105 sticks of gum per year, which That's is a lot, lot yeah. right? That's a lot. And that like I said, I saw, I saw a few different figures, so I, I don't know that it was exactly that, but I think the point is... Yeah, in a in a short amount of time, Americans really jumped on the gum bandwagon. Yeah. Unfortunately, as so many things do, this has a dark side as well. And the dark side, not as bad as some of them, but the dark side is that, like you were saying, like they're importing all of this from, I guess, a lot of Latin America. Um, and And it's a good thing at first because it gives the... I don't know if you call them farmers or harvesters, uh, a way to be independent, to like independently make money because there was this demand and they knew how to harvest it and that was all good. Um, but they, there was such, basically it sounds like there's such a crazy demand for it that they were trying to keep up, trying to keep up and that would be good. But then as soon as the demand would, go down a little bit it would like devastate them economically because they're all in on this one thing so that kind of was going on for a while and then essentially once world war ii hit i'm assuming just for various reasons their uh supply chain was interrupted they couldn't keep uh, importing this chicle uh either i don't know the expense or they were just using the infrastructure for other other purposes at that time um, so it got Well, it's probably just, like, the most superfluous thing that yeah. you could have. So yeah, it's like, yeah, exactly. if anything's going to get so axed, they, it's that. So then there's a shortage of chicle in the United States. And so, what is chicle? Chicle is, like, the base that, yeah, just, that Wrigley's using to make... Yeah, chicle is, like, 
I think you would it's the first ingredient or whatever. It's the stuff from the tree. It's like the right, but I'm just saying, like in terms of what yeah, it's being oh, used for, yeah, it's like it's, the, it's main, the ingredient. main ingredient. Yeah. Um, so when there's a shortage, uh, the manufacturer manufacturers they have to find a different way to do it. So they start to develop synthetic bases for gum instead, and it turns out the synthetic bases are cheaper. So they're synthetic bases made from petroleum, wax. We're back on the wax and other substances. So that was an extreme dip there. And it said by 1980, uh, the United States wasn't importing any chicle anymore. Oh, wow. Yeah. Honestly, I'm kind of surprised it even lasted that long, that there was still gum made from this tree set. Yeah. Well, it it was huge. It was the way... It was. It was the thing. <laughs> there must still be gum made with it, right? That'd I'll be get fun to, to try. That. Oh, okay, cool. Um, so, so just a couple things about gum through the ages, as I titled this part of my outline. <laughs> um, in 1928, apparently, an accountant for the Fleer Gum Company um, attempted to make a new rubber product. I don't know why they're like doubling up on gum and rubber. Like, keep them separate. Well, they but... come from similar sources, right? From... Yes. Yeah. Um, but apparently he was trying to make a new rubber product and he accidentally made bubble gum um, and he called it double bubble and that's double bubble. Weird that the name would be double bubble if there was no original bubble. D- yep. Right? Yeah, I agree. For the first bubble gum to be called also, double that bubble? Also, would be so savage How about if there just was bubble? a bubble Isn't and that, you like, called yours appealing double enough? bubble? Yeah, that's true too. Uh, so that was bubble gum. But you know what bubble. I mean? Like double bubble? It's the first bubble. What are you going to call it? Just bubble? Bubble. Yeah. It's not exciting enough. If you invented the first car, you wouldn't call it like super fast car. (laughs) It'd just be called a car. (laughs) I would call it car 2.0. Right. That's what I'm saying. It'd be weird. (laughs) Yeah. Um, In 1951, this one is really funny. In 1951, the Topps Company uh, reinvented the popularity of bubble gum by adding baseball, baseball cards to a package. Um, and it said, "Wait, by adding baseball cards to a package of gum, or adding gum to a package of cards?" I think baseball cards to a package of gum. Oh, weird! Like one card or something. Probably. Okay. And it says replacing their previous gift of a single cigarette. No way! <laughs> yes. Oh man! And then it said children and parents loved this. <laughs> Wait, so they like, used to give a pack of gum with gum? a single cigarette? Have a cigarette, just for good measure. Oh, that's that awesome. Hilarious? Yeah. Um, and then, out, like, as time goes by, we're in the 1950s, sugarless gum is introduced, people are becoming a little more health conscious. Um, and then uh, another, so, you know how gum nowadays is sometimes they say gum is like good for your teeth and can prevent mm-hmm. cavities Dentine and things like that and the original dentist approved gum contained ammonia Ooh. i know and i'm not a dentist but if i had if i if you just gave me like right quick yes or no is ammonia good to ingest i would say no yeah me <laughs> so too. i can't imagine it was great but who knows so that's what the um original dentist approved gum also had ammonia i had to it. have tasted not horrifying at all yeah Yeah. i don't know and then the first sugar-free bubble gum came out in the 60s called blammo so (laughs) (laughs) so there's all kinds of fun things happening um obviously now there's 
tons of gum like probably every flavor you can imagine right um they're made from lots of different ingredients all kinds of crazy stuff is happening um but nowadays uh chicle is having a small comeback so two things that i saw in britain there's a it said in Britain, and then it said a Mexican company. So I don't know if it's a Mexican company that is just marketing in Britain or they're just like Mexican-British people <laughs> who made this. I don't know. Um, called Chikza, um started marketing the world's first biodegradable chewing gum, and it's made with chicle. Okay. Um, and well, then, not the world's first. I know. That's what <laughs> I kind of thought too, but good for them. And then one of the articles I was reading that was written really well, was really great, when I got to the bottom, I realized the whole thing was an ad for Glee gum, which is an American gum, yeah. which is made with chicle. Oh, really? Yeah, apparently it is. Oh, they sell that at uh, Sprouts. Oh, we'll have to get some. It yeah, I see be that fun. all the time. Yeah. Um, Glee. Mm-hmm. Huh. I, I thought that, like, the history of gum turned out to be the most fascinating part of it to me um i did do a quick look into you know what we normally like to talk about like how do they make gum and honestly doing a quick look into how do they make gum made me never want to have gum again oh dear because now i, I don't even have a good and answer this is coming for you from someone who already never i know gum. well it made me think we should only have chicle gum because now it's just made of fake things like the what i read was you basically just mix together all your ingredients of fake stuff and it depends on what the company they all have their special mix mm. of their fake ingredients they heat it up and then it said nutritive and non-nutritive sweeteners and flavors are added until the warm mixture thickens like dough that made oh, that me nauseous. <laughs> yeah, right? It's dough. just gross. It sounds like, yeah, picturing it like dough and just uh, just picturing all these fake chemicals just mixed together. I was like, oh, I don't want this anymore. Um, and then basically once they have that dough, they like smooth it out, form it, shape it. And then they sprinkle it with powdered poly oil, something that I can't pronounce, Love or coat stuff. it with controlled coating basins it's just all this gross stuff where i'm like this is not right but anyway that's how they make gum nowadays but it tastes good and freshens your breath and makes you more kissable so it's true it's true so today um wrigley and cadbury account for 60 percent of the worldwide gum market cadbury i've never even seen that i mean unless they own brands that they must just own brands you that wouldn't, aren't... You know, that don't say Cadbury on the front. Yeah. Or or they're in the rest of the world. Right. Yeah, of course. I'm yeah. sure they are, um, regardless. Uh, is is Wrigley... I mean, I always kind of assumed the same uh, Wrigley as Wrigley Field. Are they from Chicago? I think so. I would imagine. I also, know. there's a house in Pasadena that I believe is called... Maybe it's not called the Wrigley House, but it's a house that was built by... Uh, whatever his name was, Wrigley. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like a mansion there that uh, is, you know, a historic cool. kind of. I don't know if it's a landmark or whatever, but people know that that's the Wrigley House. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't really see where Wrigley was from, but it did say when Wrigley died, he was one of the richest men in America. Really? Yeah. Wow. He made all the gum. 
Uh, yeah, I know, but still, that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, gum was probably like, what was a pack of gum back? I mean, pa- packs of Wrigley gum were literally twenty five cents when we were growing up. What were they back then? I don't know, but two cents people a penny. Were chewing a lot of gum. Yeah, that's nuts. Uh, chewing gum makes up eighty five percent of all gum sales. Bubble gum makes up the other fifteen percent. Wow. Sounds about right to me. We got to disrupt the gum market and think of a new gum that's not chewing or, or bubble. bubble. Maybe like aggressive gum. <laughs> okay. You figure that out, whatever <laughs> that means. Okay. Um, all right. Are you ready for some fun facts? Yes. Yeah, I'm very ready. Okay. This fun fact I think is fun because I don't even know if it's true. It's it, but I read it and I'm going to tell you it. It said, if you... First of all, when you cut, you and I cook all the time. Do you cry when you cut onions? Uh, no, I don't. Do I, I? I don't think I ever. I, I don't think I ever have. I used to when I worked at a pizza shop, and I would have to cut, mm-hmm. like doing like prep for the pizzas. Oh, yeah. And I would cut uh, red onions. If I were cutting like thirty yeah, at a time, you, yeah. I would. I, but I wouldn't even cry. But I'd be like. Oh, I see what people mean when they cry cutting yeah. an onion. But no, just regularly? No, I never have. I, I don't know, know if it's because I wear contacts or I always what. think it's because of con- cause I'm the same way, and I think it's because of contacts, but I don't really know. But obviously, that's a phenomenon we're familiar with. You cut onions and you cry. Yes. Um, apparently, if you, if you chew gum while you cut an onion, you won't cry because you're mostly breathing through your mouth and not your nose. So the, Oh, okay. The, I've heard that, but I yeah. never knew why. Well... So, Breathing through Maybe your mouth true. instead of your nose makes you not sting. Because I your think eyes. it's the thing that um, it's the you know substances that are coming out of the onion and it's hitting a certain thing in the back in your sinuses or whatever. And if you breathe in through your nose, it like hits it directly. And if you oh, because it's like a duct from your nose to your eye, right? Yeah, I mean it's all connected in there. So right, yeah, I think yeah, it's yeah. just about the direction of the air and. When it comes through your nose, it's going right to where it irritates. And if it comes through your mouth, it's not going right there. I think there is like a direct line, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that's why people can like squirt milk out their eyes. Right, and they have to snort it up their nose to do that, right? I have no idea. I think that's exactly what I was going to say. I think on like Jackass or something, uh, somebody did that. Mm -hmm. And I think in order, or no, maybe it was like Ripley's Believe It or Not, the TV show. But anyway, in order to shoot it out of your eye, you have to... Like put a straw up your nose and suck it up your Ew. nose, and then you're able to shoot it out. So I, there must be like a yeah direct. Anyway, connection. sorry we got on that whole nose snorting milk <laughs> tangent. Um, if you swallow gum, it will be in your system for a couple of days. You can't digest it, so you'll just pass it out whole. How? Through your poop. Oh my god! <laughs> Why was that such a thing growing up like don't swallow i mean i I guess it's just a choking hazard but didn't people tell you when you were growing up that if you would swallow gum that you never yeah it would be be in your body to your ribs for seven years and stuff yeah i think just because like don't well i just told you it's made of pure chemicals and it's horrible so yes let's encourage children to not swallow it i guess i mean you're already sucking it dry of every bad thing that's in there there's just no need Chewing gum possibly has cognitive benefits. People say, and studies have been done, that if you chew gum while you study, it makes you more alert. 
your muscle tension is reduced, I guess, and uh, and it just allows you to focus better and you retain stuff better. That's, That's cool. really interesting. Yeah, yeah, it could be a fun thing to to test out. And the last thing is if you ever get gum in your hair. First of all, I'm so sorry. I have. Really? Mm-hmm. I don't think I have. I remember I was probably, I don't know, five, six years old maybe. And it was, it must have been 3.27 p.m. Because it was right before Power Rangers was coming on. <laughs> and I remember I was walking backwards from the porch into the, into our house Walking backwards. Yes. And I tripped on the threshold. Naturally. And fell back in my gum, went out of my mouth into my hair. And uh, our babysitter at the time had to get it out of my hair. And I missed all of Power Rangers because it took me that long (laughs) to get it out of my hair. A poor babysitter. Also, another time we had a babysitter, I went to the... uh, medicine cabinet and got our dog's toenail clippers which were like a pair of scissors and i cut my own hair <gasps> oh i and i'm sorry to feel that babysitter. bad for your babysitters but if your babysitter had known this she maybe you could have seen some of that power in this <laughs> episode um you should try peanut butter i've heard that i've heard it too yeah. and apparently it's because the oil in the peanut butter um the gum won't stick to the oil, you know, it'll like slip off because of the oil. So, so is peanut butter the best thing? I mean, like, would olive oil be better? Or I guess peanut butter you can kind of like oil? massage and oil is just, I guess, yeah, it's just gonna away. run off yeah. immediately. Okay, yeah. that, yeah, that peanut makes butter sense. Peanut butter is like a comparable substance almost to combat the gum with, Ugh. but it's full of oil. I hope I never have to get gum I out of anyone's hand. I hope not either, but at least now we have a plan of attack if we do. True, cool. So it was fun, right? This was awesome. Wasn't yeah. that more fun than you maybe expected? Yeah, this that's is, what I thought. It, this is just what I was hoping it would be. I this is better than I thought it would be. I couldn't believe this like fun story taking us back in history. All this chicle. It was. It was. Really I'm gonna cute. buy that Glee gum. Yeah, let's uh, try next time it. I'm at Sprouts. It'll be fun. It'll be, or everyone... other places. I'm sure they sell it in other stores but i know it's there i see it all the time try and get gum made from chicle guys because it seems more natural (laughs) well your choices are sprouts glee or that uh mexican british brand (laughs) yeah or fly fly to england and look for the mexican company Mm -hmm. floating around cool cool all right awesome great job thank you thanks for listening Follow us on Instagram at 30 Minute Expert Podcast, where you can see cool photos of all the things we talked about today. And send us suggestions for future episodes. Also, if you're a real-life expert on one of the topics we covered, write to us and let us know what we missed. You can email us at 30MinutexpertPodcast, that's 30MinutexpertPodcast at gmail.com. If it's something especially interesting, maybe we'll read it on the show. If you're enjoying the podcast, please subscribe. And if you're really enjoying it, write a review. Thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Bye-bye. Bye.